What's going on, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Gabriel, you know me as Kieran, and I am your host for StarCast. So, thank you for tuning in for episode one. This is going to be kind of laid back. It's my... I, I did attempt podcasting a little while back, and I was kind of going about it the wrong way. Um, now we're trying a new format over Discord, and, you know, of course, it's safe with the whole virus and everything and, and just the fact that we live far apart uh but i am joined today by my co-hosts dale ryan and mike and i think it's going to be a good time i've got some uh some bulleted talking points but overall it's going to be pretty laid back not super super structured uh just want to have a good fun atmosphere so we're going to see how this goes and we're going to be doing this uh weekly saturdays at 8 p.m it's going to go live it's going to air live on twitch uh my channel here twitch slash or twitch tv slash uh it's kieran and it's going to go up on both spotify and uh youtube the following day because as an affiliate twitch owns my content for 24 hours so uh after that time period expires it's going to go up uh there and then the audio portion on spotify so uh that being said let's get into it Some what's up fellas hello are we live yes sir i guess i should yes. stop doing other things and pay attention <laughs> Houston, do we have liftoff? We've got, we've got something. So, I have my talking points here, but do we want to pick back up where we left off? Because apparently Ryan can expound for hours about Scooby Doo movies, and I feel like that'd be Ryan an interesting thing to speak a about. Lot about Scooby Doo movies, such a weird niche to just kind of like know a lot about. But I'm I'm on board with it. I mean, it's Feel not it. really that I know a lot. What? Cut out there. It's uh just that I liked them. They were good movies. The uh I think they were the direct to DVD movies from the um the early two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands. They were just good. Yeah. Direct to DVD. Did none of these go to uh to theater? No, I don't think they did. No, it was all the ones. Um, I think they were the last ones that were actually produced by like uh Hanna Barbera, like the old Boomerang. Uh, oh channel. my God! There's so yeah. many. Yeah, the old movies like um, I mean, there's a lot of movies, but I'm talking just specifically like Zombie Island through Cyber Chase. Yeah, those four. It was a four, three or four. Well, those was, I um, do remember. Zombie Island, but none was, of this. Um, there was the Alien Invaders. There was the Witch's Ghost, and there was Cyber Chase. Yeah, yeah, those four. Those four kind of were a like a benchmark of the well, not just uh, Scooby Doo, but like the animation and cartoons in general. Yeah, they yeah. must have they been good because like, they're the ones I remember. Because I just searched like Scooby Doo direct to video movies. I do not remember any of these. This list just goes on. Like what fucking Scooby Doo WrestleMania? What is this? Like I don't. I mean, yeah. There's all of those. Kind remember of any of those ones? But those Scooby Doo four... throws John Cena through a chair on Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Yeah, WrestleMania mystery. I'm gonna get copyrighted so i'm not gonna play that but i don't remember any of this yeah i mean Dino was in an episode of scooby-doo at some point he was yeah they didn't really they did him dirty too he looks kind of he looks mm. kind of goofy here well yeah those four movies were definitely the highest quality of like the directed dvd yeah and they were the last ones that were um like traditionally animated i believe um i think up to witch's ghost i think the ones after that like um uh, Alien Invaders and Cyber Chase. Maybe it was Cyber Chase. Alien Invaders may have been as well, but they were the last ones that were like the hand-drawn traditional art instead of cell shading. Which one you was know, the one... Um, I know there was one of these that I really liked. Where was, 
whoa, where did my mouse go? My mouse just disappeared. What? Maybe it's my like inner, uh, actually, you know, militant atheist kind of personality speaking. But as great as they were, and as much as I enjoyed them, I was a little bit disappointed that, like, you know, the big thing was they were actual ghosts or undead or you know magic stuff or aliens. Oh shit! Like, that Chief, was the that thing that was supposed to be different. About them. There wasn't. But, there wasn't yeah, I mean, like it was different, but I liked the uncover. idea of Scooby Doo just actually solving mysteries in realistic, yeah, like, real life things. Hey, you meddling kids! But nope, fuck! It's an actual ghost. We have a paranormal situation on our hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what made um Zombie Island so different uh, when it first came out because it was the first in the series, and they knew that they were going to be uh basically shutting down the studio and switching it over to Cartoon Network. Yeah. So they gave like the uh, original, you know, the Hanna Barbera animators and everything just free reign to do what they wanted. So they basically made like an actual horror movie, fully like drew it out, animated it, and everything, and made their own story for it instead of like a traditional Scooby Doo story. Pretty I know spooky compared to other Scooby Doo stuff. Yeah, as yeah, because normally they're pretty lighthearted. For some reason, this one, this one was like traditional, where there was like some some schmuck behind it, but. The Loch Ness Monster one, I don't know what it I think it was like the 3D rendering of the Loch Ness Monster or something, but this one like terrified me. It was that mm. combined with the fact that I have, um, I think it's called thalassophobia, like the fear of like deep waters or like deep ocean. Yeah. This this one, like some of the scenes with like the uh, 3D rendered Loch Ness Monster were pretty fucking terrifying because this was 2004. Like that really wasn't that long after I was born. Yeah, that was, um, I think, the first one that kicked off the new series of movies that they launched into, because there was um, there was the Loch Ness Monster, there was the one with the Australian Vampire, and uh, there was another one in that sort of trilogy of like the first few movies that they Wasn't launched. Wasn't there a, like a Sandworm one or something? Like some South American... There's uh, so many, I don't even... Yeah, but I mean, the good ones were the four... Um, Hanna-Barbera produced at the yeah. end. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I like the idea of, of Scooby-Doo being like very much a, a rationalist. Uh, well, that's, again, that, that's the thing that I liked so much about um, specifically Zombie Island is when they brought the concept forward sort of at the beginning of the movie, um, they were just going to do sort of like a send-off. You know, they were going to go coast to coast and I believe Daphne in that movie was um, a TV reporter at that point. And she wanted to do sort of like a send-off for the Scooby gang or bring everything back for like one final adventure. Yeah. And they wanted to find like a real myth or legend to go investigate for the series. Something that they wanted to not be like the traditional guy in a mask running people off of a treasure or something like that. And they tried, you know, like every chance they got, they would try to unmask, uh, you know, different things. And there was even the um, sort of a short reel at the beginning of it where they were traveling to Louisiana to get to the yeah. swamp. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, every place that they would stop on the road trip was just some dude in a mask. And when they finally got there and weird things started happening, you know, they tried to explain it away in one way or another, and it got to the point where, you know, the zombies started popping up, and Fred went to go yank the mask off, and he literally yanked the head off of a corpse yeah. because it was a zombie. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like, that was some, that yeah, is like, some that demented some shit, stuff. yeah. The, um, what, as you were saying, the kind of send-off vibes, all, well, not so much the alien one, I don't think, but... Definitely, Zombie Island and Cyber Chase did have that kind of nostalgic, uh, you know, end of an era feel. Like that, 
it was well, supposed to be kind of after after all of their adventures uh, you know yeah, yeah and i mean there was that big sort of um like the metaphorical send-off at the end of Cyber Chase, too, because that was the last in the series of movies in that, uh, what would that be, a quadrilogy or whatever? I mean, they um, weren't really, like, sequential, the movies. It was just, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of Cyber Chase, like, they were put into the computer simulation or whatever with the, uh, you know, the old gang, and they had to go solve the mysteries, and they sort of waved at each other goodbye as, like, the newer, um, the newer group took hold and yeah, well, they just the said goodbye forms, to the old yeah the older forms of themselves they sat there and sized each other up and looked at each other it was an interesting way to sort of send off the series i feel like some of the the newer stuff now though is just an absolute disgrace like i could i could handle uh some of the um like as you move forward from from that but like the animation i feel like progressively gets worse i think it started with mystery incorporated where honest, um animation in general i don't like the way it's going oh well, yeah it's... no and like everybody's just uh, like one copy of another like i feel like um what is what's the name of the animator that did um adventure time yeah everybody likes to sort of copy that style nowadays yeah like, like they started it I'm looking it up now. I, I can't remember it for the life of me. Um, but, oh, up, Pendleton uh, Ward. Pendleton Ward. And everybody kind of copied that style after um, uh, with, like, the simple yeah. faces and everything. Like, it's not super detailed, but it still has a lot of character to it. That overly cartoony. It's kind of. comic yeah. book style. Yeah, almost. and I love it. It's one of my favorite shows. But then everybody just started copying it afterwards, and it's, like, not I, creative at I, all. I, really don't like that animation style and it's no? yeah it's becoming very widespread it's also I, think... I mean not to get political with it or anything but a lot of the um the shows that do tend to take to that style too if you look at the new the thundercat series which they don't nastily oh that shit is Titan awful and stuff like that yeah. yeah it's awful and they all try to follow the same very i don't want to say politicized but it's a very tumblr-esque yeah. kind of formula yeah, they're trying to cater to like way more people just to kind of like get better ratings i, I didn't want to use the the tumblery description no. because that's no, like that's dated you, you know the whole hating on tumblr thing but it's I, true so where that true. art style is just prevalent on artists and tumblr it like is it's, like, it's, it's there's no there's no disputing that i think um yeah, like that was one of the biggest like punches to the gut was um, Teen Titans because I oh. remember growing up with the original and like for a cartoon that shit was dark, but and it had like a good like a good story, good action and everything, and then they yeah, just Slade like Slade was a great villain. I love yeah, 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 like super like um, just had this like energy about him that was just like really Honestly. badass and like I still thought he was cool even though he was like a villain, and then one of the they best just serve you. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, then they just serve you this, like, pile of shit on a plate with uh, Teen Titans Go. And, like, I feel like they're self-aware of how bad it is, like, the animators. Because I feel like they're talented, but that's just, yeah, like, what the network wanted. Doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that oh, it's bad. That no, no, no. Yeah, it's still assholes. awful. But, like, they just kind of did that to, to cater and get uh, more of an audience. And I See, fucking thing, hate that. The thing I have with Teen Titans Go is it feels like a lot of people are afraid to try to be serious or take something serious or, yeah you know, it, it's cartoon but it can be serious also i never see anything it, like that anymore yeah even if it's targeted towards kids i feel like a lot of people like underestimate 
uh, you know younger audiences' ability to understand complex. Yeah, they're not. Right? Yeah, they're not brain dead. Like oh, I feel and, like they uh, they're assuming that, but I don't know. And I mean, like, um, not the not not quite in the Tumblr way, but there was that period, sort of in the mid, like I guess late two thousands, where that the term edge lord became really popular, and people started straying away from really dark or intense storylines to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And it just got to a point where nobody wants to touch that kind of style anymore because everybody makes fun of it. And I don't think that's fair. I mean, a lot of people would probably consider me an edgelord. Dale, I I'm sure you consider me an edgelord. I mean, I consider both of you. I think Michael's a saint compa <laughs> comparatively. But I'm it's all about it it's all about perspective, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, there there's only certain types of stories you can tell, you know, in certain styles. Yeah. There, there are certain styles that work in one way or another, depending on how it's produced. Oh, good. The cat is climbing down the wall. Yeah, like you can't tell like the kind of uh, story of the original Teen Titans and the style of Go. Like it just doesn't. Yeah, it can't be serious. Work. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the um, the DC animated universe, because they actually get to go full full ham on stuff like that. Like, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man, you're not gonna get go. that kind of yeah. You're not gonna get that kind of story or plot arc and something out of like Teen Titans Go. It's just not gonna happen, right? I think another um, series that fell to that was um the Transformers animated series. Have you seen the art for that? No, I, I don't think I, I have. I don't remember watching that. I'll, I'll link a pic. Hold up. Honestly, I think the worst defender in that entire sort of genre of. Uh, tumblr-esque animation was the thundercats remake that was god awful and pissed off so many people yeah that was just a straight up insult to of, traditional fans of the series honestly part of the charm of thundercats was it's just over the top very 80s feeling yeah it just I mean, was 80s yeah, yeah 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 that's the kind of people that would watch something like that you know like um it may be a bit younger a bit older than a lot of the younger audience that would probably be watching something like this but I mean, you think back to the days in the 80s, back when you had G.I. Joe, and you had, like, if yeah. anybody knows, the Dungeons & Dragons uh, animated series, God. Thundercats, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Yeah. It was ridiculous. You know, it was over the top, it was stupid, violent, and that was the pull to it. It was just mm -hmm. ridiculous. Then this but... is just like an absolute slap in the face. It's fucking yeah. awful. It, yeah, it that's just simple. Steven Universe reskinned as Thundercats. That's all it is. Everybody yeah. just copies like Steven Universe slash like you know Adventure Time. Okay, I, I actually do vaguely to, remember that. Yeah, that's what they yeah. did to the new so, Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact: the animator for Steven Universe made gay Ed and Eddie porn. That's awful. He did, yes, it I, is awful. Like I don't know a lot of the. Um, what was another one that had that similar animation? Uh, ben 10. Ben 10 was actually really cool uh, to me growing up. I thought that was yeah, like a ben pretty bad show. Yeah, from a very mi like middle kind of you know cartoonish but also serious to that really the, the older, serious they, grunge phase. Yeah, they they did like have later seasons where the animation or not later seasons but like spinoffs or something and the animation well, the changed to that board. shitty. But um, when it first started, it had that same like feel and it was it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Ben 10 was really good, but they still were able to sort of go after the more difficult topics and the more mm -hmm. dark subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Alien Force was definitely down that that dark, uh, more more grungy. I know. Um, you know, kind of. I, and actually, the animation of that was pretty enjoyable. They had a lot of good atmosphere there. I'll give them that. 
I'm trying to find um I know sometimes I'll see these things come up on uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever these uh screen grabs from like nine like eight well not so much the 80s but like 90s cartoons that like some deep recess of my brain remembers but I have no fucking idea what it's called and I'm trying to find I'm trying to find one because it's not it's not like the main there's some of them that, like, everybody kind of recalls from memory, like Grim Adventures and uh, fucking, you know, Courage and Dexter. But then there's, like, some other ones that I, like, remember but not fully. Oh, yeah, Grim Adventures was fantastic. Oh, that show was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, I now it's that era of late 90s. Um, me Dexter's Laboratory in particular. I feel like that had a lot to do with my taste in yeah. media in general not just like the 80s hand-me-downs and stuff that i watched as a kid but i mean you look at the super friends or whatever it was called in um dexter's laboratory val Halen, the viking god of rock yeah it was all very ostensibly like uh ironically metal and i loved it yeah. i know um i think one of my favorites was probably ed ed Nettie though that one that one takes the cake it's just so fucking stupid and goofy all the yeah, characters yeah i mean those were ones that that were definitely less of the serious as we were t- you know, oh yeah, those are just like really slapstick, about, like goofy, but they're charming in a way. They each still had their own distinctive art style that worked to what they were doing. Oh fucking! Oh, he voice acted. Um, because there's another one. Oh, he did. He did animate it. I think one of my favorites that um was like a newer one of the newer animation styles, but not like a carbon copy, and it had like its own fucking style. Uh, Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. That is probably one of my all-time favorite cartoons. It was so I, I, that was nightmare fuel, unnerving and creepy in places that it shouldn't be. Like it was a kids' cartoon, but yeah, I, I it's one like, of my I, favorites. I'm not sure it was necessarily one of my favorites, but I did appreciate it. And the animation was definitely uh, creative and interesting. Very different. Yeah. yeah. That's that's probably like hands down my favorite cartoon. I can't think of anything else that I uh, that I really enjoy more than that. Uh, but there's so many screen grabs from that show that it's just absolute nightmare fuel, which is yeah, uh, great. That's about the time I stopped really watching cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we all grow up at different paces. Yeah, but I mean that that was really when I stopped watching like Cartoon Network shows. I know Chowder, that was um sort of a part of that trio. What was it? Chowder, uh Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the all new, existed. I think at the that same was time. right before Teen Titans Go just started at that point, wasn't it? Because I think that was I think like that the was late two thousands. I think those ended a good while before Go. But I, I I honestly don't know. I'd have to look it up. Chowder was a really good one too. I mean that's probably a close second. That one was I didn't care for Chowder. Um, no, I like I think it. I was thinking of uh Gumball, whatever the hell that one was called. Yeah, well Gumball is an exception. That one's fairly new and it's still I think they're still making episodes for it. Who remembers my gym partner's a monkey? I do. Fucking Spider fuck Monkey guy. Was that, show? that one was super weird. Um that, that one was I think out of all those 90 shows was on like the uh one of the later ones. Uh, to come out, that wasn't nineties, or, or like early two thousands. Um, but two thousands, uh, Camp Laszlo. Yeah, oh, Laszlo! Holy awesome. shit, you nostalgia! You just slapped ended? me with that. Yes, uh, not really. Uncomfortably, Scoutmaster Lumpus was apparently never a scoutmaster, and in the last episode, the police showed up and arrested him. <laughs> 
What? Yeah, because he like yeah. drew the original Scoutmaster in a basement or something, like locked him up and took his like place. Oh my god! Some dude. Yeah, it was some awful, dude. What? That's that's fucking weird. I that suddenly turns him from being bad at his job and slightly abusive into like a, a threat, a dang, some sort of weird. Yeah. No, but I think um. I think Amazing World of Gumball is probably, like, a rare exception of newer ones that are actually pretty decent. Like, the animation the animation is, like, kind of not... It's a... It's a uh, I would say it's pretty copied off of some of that other stuff, but it's really cool I mean, the way that it blends, um, like, real world with animation. I don't, there's something about that that I thought was really interesting. I've never seen that done before. It adds a lot of contrast and pop to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's like they even interact with it. Like whenever they're driving the car, it's like a real car, but then they're like just speaking flat two D animated people. Speaking of contrast and uh, making things pop, um, it's kind of un kind of sort of related. The uh, Batman animated series, I think it was just the first season, was done in Dark Deco, where they ah, took black sheets instead of white and made uh, all of the animation off of black and filled in the backgrounds from black because it was cheaper. That's interesting. Yeah, the animated series was really good. I love the Batman animated series. You know, I was, I've was i been, like, searching this entire time to try to pinpoint exactly what I was trying to remember, but when we were talking about, like, uh, the Thundercats kind of being insulted with their reboot, do you remember the very, very short-lived 2002 reboot of He-Man, Masters of the Universe? I try one. not to. Yeah, 2002 one? That makes one of us. I, I do not. The art style. The art style was pretty cool, honestly. Uh, it, it was, was almost red anime. Funny. Almost, yeah. I, I remember the Skeletor actually looked intimidating, like an actual villain, not not goofy old. And this Skeletor. was two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand two. He Man two thousand. I don't think I ever saw this. Yeah, no, it, I don't recall this, but the animation looks pretty good. Yeah, I like. I mean, that's how you kind of revive it. I don't remember the quality of the actual show, but uh, I just remember the animation stood out as like, you know, why couldn't we get Thundercats in that? I think what happened was it wasn't a series boot up. It was um, a one-off. There was like two or three episodes. Oh, and that would they just sort it. of threw it out there to um, get a new animation style out there or to exercise a new animation team or something. But I, I know it wasn't intended seasons. to be a series. I had two seasons. 39 episodes. What was it? Oh, fuck me then. I'm wrong. Listen to me talk up my ass. I would explain it. No, I don't, uh, I don't remember that. Well, I think, I think at 2002, like, I've seen it randomly pop up on TV, not that I watch TV too often, and that was when I was exposed to it. 2002, kind of a bit too young for us, I guess. Yeah, because I was only born in 97, so I would have yeah, been... we were five. Yeah. You guys remember the fucking nightmare fuel that was the cat and dog cartoon? Yes. That was odd. Oh, yes. That that, that weird era of cartoons as well. That was kind of uh encapsulated within like the um Hey Arnold area uh, era, I think. Nineteen ninety eight was Cat was Dog. Hey Arnold was yeah. uh But that was Nickelodeon, yeah. Yeah, Cat Dog and Cow and Chicken. There's for some reason the only thing that stuck in my head out of Cow and Chicken was that one clip of whoever the monkey character was screaming <laughs> I don't know why that's stuck in my head from that series, but that just is 
an automatic response to certain things, and I don't know why. Yeah, Nickelodeon shows is like a whole nother like rabbit hole. Um, that er, that like '90s to early 2000s uh, Nickelodeon was just kind of a weird time. Like, I mean, Cow and Chicken had some odd jokes in it. Some like d- discernibly adult jokes. Yeah, in that it. was before they really started policing like what kind of jokes you could slide under the table. Wasn't that the one with the the gang of biker women who were carpet munchers? Yeah, that's that one. Your your carpet. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that's subtle. You guys remember fucking Mister Meaty? Oh no! Oh no! We don't talk about Mister Meaty. Oh. Yeah, that. We don't talk about. We don't talk about Mr. Fucking Meaty. Yeah, that that was fucking rough. When did that even... Yeah, I don't specifically... Yeah, I was just about to say, do you remember the Tapeworm episode? Like, who... Mr. Meaty was like 2005 or some shit. I don't think it ran... From 2002 to 2005, and then it got some more all the way through 2009, the actual episodes. Is a teen sitcom puppet television series. It had yeah, that shit was a nightmare. It only ran for two seasons. That fucking serves it right. That was just horrifying. They kind of mixed puppets and claymation in a weird, uncomfortable way. It was just so unsettling. And but even the puppets themselves are just like, like terrifying to look at. Mm. I swear that show was a social experiment to see what they could get away with. It, yeah, it had to be. I'm just like looking through like who Google, okayed that Google images for some of yeah, these. Who did okay that? Because that thing. I hope they're okay with themselves now. <laughs> but yeah, like that would just make me instantly shit myself if I was too young watching that. Yeah, I was just flicking through channels when I was younger, and I came across that. It might have been that exact episode. I saw that thing. I was just like, I got better shit to be doing with my time. Jesus, I'm just like kind of looking through. He was never the same since. Yeah, for real, that just kind of corrupted anybody that uh, who screens it. Cursed. Like it looks like a fucking sour patch kid that fell into some acid. (laughs) That looks like what would happen if the Joker fell into that vat of chemicals and stayed in a little too long. I'm looking for. uh, I'm looking through some like lists of uh, Nickelodeon. You remember that one? Oh my lord. I don't like that. You do. I'm just looking and through. There was um, that one time that he got a fucking tapeworm or some shit. I think when I googled raw meat. Yeah, I oh think whenever god. I yeah, I that literally was you posted with the uh fucking graboid coming out of his mouth. Dude's a fucking xenomorph. Yeah, I I googled um Whenever I googled Mr. Meaty and looked at images, like, that was one of the suggestions was tapeworm. Do you remember how that episode ended? No, I don't remember anything from this show other yeah, than, like, the I, horrifying I, I characters. I got a fucking mental block. It was awful. So, pretty much how it ended is, like, some safari guy came up at the end of the episode and pretty much wanted to take the tapeworm with him, so... The character, whose name I do not remember, opens his mouth, and the tapeworm erupts out of his mouth and goes into the mouth of the safari guy. 
and he just takes it with him, like, in his stomach. That is like, this was borderline body horror. That's this is on Nickelodeon. That is never that forget is that. not shit you should be showing to your children. No, uh, someone in chat suggested. Do y'all remember Gumby? Like not just like as a meme, but like does anyone remember actually watching Gumby? Gumby. I'm actually not familiar with that. What? I I what? You're older than me. What? Yeah, no, I'm not. You... I'm the youngest one here. What? Well, actually. Well, you guys legit don't here. remember it, Gumby? The truth me, comes me out. And Ryan this motherfucker right here. here is Gumby. That guy. You don't remember that? No. no channel. I mean, I didn't. I never really watched a whole lot of TV, but it was. Uh, ne uh, it's. It was like. When was this? 1995, I think it said. So it was a little bit before. No, Gumby was. Uh, the Gumby show was from 57 to like 70. Yeah, I for some reason like I remember watching this even though I was not born until '97. Like, I th did this come uh, on TV or something? Like, I didn't. Starting in a... 1992, TV channels such as Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network aired reruns of Gumby episodes. Maybe that's what it was. See, I didn't have cable until I was around ten, eight or ten. So Ryan for, grew up in the 80s the, somehow. Yeah, for the formative years of my life, a lot of the uh, media that I had was hand-me-down stuff from the 80s that my parents had. I mean, for a lot of my childhood, I didn't watch much TV. I was always playing video games instead, but yeah, uh, I... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of the best things I grew up with. Not the uh, remake from the early 2000s, from the one from the 80s. Yeah, I'm looking through, um, looking through like, lists of uh, prior Nicktoon programming to see if there's anything. Oh, y'all remember uh, Chalk Zone? Chalk Zone, yeah. That I was a good... Yeah. I actually that did like that like, one a lot. Wasn't that a Butch Hartman show? Like alongside uh, Danny Phantom and uh, hell, Bradley it could have been. I don't think they existed at the same time. Two thousand two was no. Chalk Zone. I think Chalk Zone was earlier. Chalk Zone was early. Yeah, it was. Way yeah, earlier. but that one, um, and that one sparked some nostalgia. Did you guys ever watch the Kids Next Door? Oh yeah, oh, I used yeah. that shit all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched K and D all the time. Um, what else? Nickelodeon history is pretty in interesting yeah. in general. <laughs> How we, we were we were starting on Scooby Doo. We've just general animation now. Uh, we haven't but, even like touched on any of their bullet points, so I think we'll be good for time. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Sam, yeah. I, now we're just Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. You guys remember Blankety Blank? You guys remember this? You guys remember that? I mean, welcome to the stream. This is what we're doing now. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, just because some people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of my audience is the same age. So they'll be like, "Oh shit, I remember that." Well, it's a, it's kind of an interesting age, honestly, because it's switching between the 90s and... You know what else was some fucking nightmare fuel that sort of messed me up as a kid? Hmm. Fucking Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I... That actually came back as an adult not okay show for on kids. Uh, Netflix. Hmm. I'm trying to look through some of these. But yeah, no, I remember watching... um. It was like a couple months ago. I stumbled across this guy on YouTube's channel that covered a lot of uh, like Nickelodeon history, like not not just the cartoons, but like like the Nick Studio and like the live game shows and their hotel chains and stuff like that. You guys know anything about the um, the Nickelodeon time capsule? Yeah, I want to look up. I want to look up when they're uh, supposed to be digging that up i think it's like 2050 something 
I don't remember what what was uh what was in it because I want to see if there's anything in there I would have had. The only thing I remember about it is that Home Alone and Back to the Future is in there on VHS. Nickelodeon's time capsule won't be open until 2042. Well, shit, that's not far. That's not that far off. Every item inside. So it was buried in 1992. I think it got moved around a couple times too. Uh, Home Alone and Back to the Future on VHS. Uh, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him by MC Hammer. Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. They have a Nintendo Game Boy. A pair of rollerblades. Reebok pump sneakers. Anything. I don't know. The only I... thing you need is a VHS copy of Jurassic Park somewhere in your house. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good thing. Never, to have. I've specifically VHS. I would have hoped that they would have put um, a pair of uh, Nickelodeon moon shoes in there. Did any of you guys have a pair of those? I had a friend that I stayed with for a summer that had a pair. We both either uh, broke or sprained both of our ankles. They were point. such a piece of shit. Like, either they, they would were, break or your ankles would break. They were a health hazard. But I know I had a pair. Well, at most things in the 90s were a health hazard, like marketed towards kids, let's be honest. They didn't care. 90s were, uh, yeah, those things were sketchy as fuck. They were a OSHA violation in a box. I mean, it, I feel like the 90s was a, usually a step up from, say, 80s, where they would just hand children a chunk of, like, metal. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, what was it? But it was uh, plastic that might just contain yeah, you guys remember the it, good old know? days in the 80s when they just handed kid, lo kids lumps of uranium and told them to go play outside? Well, I, I mean, I guess we it. have those, regressed. Um, those squeeze toys from the 80s, those rubber squeeze toys. Ashen's reviewed one on his Oh, uh, channel, the ones Michael. that would fucking poison your ass? I think I know yeah, what you're talking about, yeah. it was the ones that yeah. stank. Like, they actually were um, meant to stink horribly, and they were, uh, like, monsters and stuff. And if you squeezed it, it was um, powder. It was a powdered like aerosol inside of it that stank like hell. But it was poisonous, like actually rather toxic for people. Those to were um, breath blasters. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those as a kid. I'm looking through like all of much. these. I'm sure it does. Things to see if I had any. I think I had a pair of soccer boppers when I was a kid. See, Everybody you be careful with Beat Ryan. the shit out of your friends. Like, hey, yeah, let's literally just all they encourage you to do. <laughs> Soccer boppers, domestic abuse training simulator. It was a safe way yeah. to beat your friends. Safe. It was better blind. than me and Michael just shooting each other with airsoft guns and beating each other with sticks. I yeah, feel I like I beat my brother with sticks and shovels when I had the chance. I feel like I was one of the few kids uh, growing up that never did paintball or airsoft. Like, everybody that I talked to was, like, into that, and I just never... I think I was a pussy. Maybe that was... I mean, was. we never really, like, did it, you know, in groups. We mm. just enjoyed shooting each other. Yeah, it was mostly me and Ryan. I think we kind of discouraged everyone else from trying. That shit hurts. I had well, a sniper rifle. And I have a fully auto assault rifle. And... Oh god, no, I don't think I had one of these. I don't know, me and Ryan had the unique issue of all of our friends were considerably less athletic than we were and didn't go a little bit crazy in the woods hunting each other down. Oh. So let me see. Good here. time. Yes, are we are we are we over on a nostalgia trip or are we gonna keep going down this rabbit hole? I, I feel like now's a good a time as any to uh to diverge off of that. Off of that subject, we're at already. That was a good Scooby Doo segment we had. Yeah, Scooby Doo. You know, something else that was great from the eighties. What? Cocaine. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Man, the times I had back in the eighties before I was fucking bored. 
Smack cocaine was a hell of a drug. Still is. So yeah, we're about we're at forty minutes. That's pretty damn good. So um, I don't know if we want to. We were gonna break at forty five because I feel like after that I wanted to talk about uh, I wanted to move to the cryptids uh, the cryptids bullet point and more specifically Dogman because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it seems like oh, everyone else in this good. call knows Dogman. what Dogman is and I do not. Okay, so it's, if you want it's um, part man, part dog. What is there not to understand? It's a six foot tall pug. It's horrifying. Basically, it's uh, I believe it was something that was started around like the northeast, uh, around Minnesota, the central north, northeast. Uh huh. And it's Michigan pretty much just really yeah, well Michigan. That's right, Michigan dogman. But it's uh, basically a werewolf, just cryptid status instead of weird mythological well, magic status. And and it's yeah, it's not like uh, you know, a human transforms. It's it's kind of like imagine a Sasquatch, but it would it's it's wolf. Instead of a right. monkey, it's a wolf. Sasquatch. What? Wolf. Yeah, yeah there's a permanent werewolf. And there's supposedly a good few pictures of it. Yeah. I don't know that I fucking believe. I'm a, I I'd rather have video proof. Well, well, yeah, Dog of course man. you don't believe that. It's it's kind of silly. Dogman stories are ridiculous. Fun. They are ridiculous usually. California. There's actually I mean, a Michigan dog where I sit down. I like I'm not gonna sit down and just name off channels to talk shit about. This channel is not anywhere near big enough for that yet, but that is one of my favorite pastimes: is sitting down and just listening to the most ridiculous accounts of people talking about. I came across a werewolf, but I'm not gonna call it a werewolf because I still want credibility. So I'm gonna call it a cryptid and call it a dogman because that's better. I mean, can you find me some some like encounters? I want. I don't want to look at like TV documentaries of this. Um. Yeah. I, I believe Monster Quest actually did an episode on it at one point. Um, we watched Wicon on camera. Like, just look up uh, if you go on YouTube or anything. Look up uh, Dogman stories or Dogman encounters. There's entire uh, channels devoted to nothing but basically werewolf stories that people are trying to legitimize. Yeah, basically. There's a lot of stories, just just stories, which probably are just people posting on Reddit, you know, making whatever they want up. But it's some of them are incredibly outlandish. Some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are more believable than others, but then again, you know, some people are better at writing than others. And it's just entertaining. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of werewolves ever since I was a kid. I mean, hell, I even have a werewolf tattoo on my arm. But it's just something that's so entertaining to me, how people can pretty much grab people in with cryptid stories in the same category as Bigfoot and have legitimized it as a werewolf. Like, okay, Bigfoot's cool and all... But what about real werewolves? This right here. Cut out, Dale. This right here is actually a supposed picture of the um, Michigan Dogman that was taken in 1961, I, apparently. Many years ago. Not sure I never... if I believe it, but. I actually know the yeah, story like behind picture that. Is just yeah, so do I. That was in the late it, 60s. He was a security guard at the, early um, 60s, uh, 61. the Haymarsh. It was at a yeah. place called the Haymarsh. Yeah, that was a security in, um, guard. He saw this yeah, thing he was on around site. and went back to get his camera and came back yeah, he and was took sort a couple of a... pictures and like this is the only legible one. I feel like yeah, that, he was a that novice uh, photographer at the time and he had his Polaroid on him. 
and was working on it and went back inside um, during his shift as a security guard at some facility. I don't remember all of the details, but he was actually on site with his family at the time and went back inside and grabbed his camera when he saw that just walking around the street. And that hasn't, to my knowledge in the research I've done on it so far, been debunked or anything. It is a Polaroid, which is incredibly difficult to fake, and it was and if aged he properly. Did fake it, he did a damn good job because if you look down at its feet, you can actually see the shadow of its leg matches like what it would actually be. Yeah, you can see it's got the bend in it and everything. Which if well, they did that in the sixties, would be great. scuffed. It's gonna see. Yeah, you have to you have to take into account the time period. Like the like you talk about like shopping photos. Like that was not a thing. Shooped. Uh, well, it, mm, or it was a thing, but like not nearly the as advanced as we can do it now. Look up some of the pictures from. Uh, I don't remember specifically. It was just before like the Dust Bowl in American Midwest. There was a lot of doctored photographs to show like fruits and vegetables of unreasonable sizes also something but, that hasn't really survived from that time period because it was um very cheesy was ectoplasm, ectoplasm. a lot of uh like psychics and um spiritualists at the time in the early late 1800s early 1900s claimed hey, to uh, be able to expunge Michigan ectoplasm and there were by bedtime stories that's the one that is a great way to find stories because they actually have they present the evidence so-called evidence that was presented and then they provide a you know more fantastical view on it but then they also provide a more realistic view. they provide it in an unbiased way bedtime stories is a good uh, channel if you like things i have binge watched everything they put out Oh, I'm gonna, I've I'm gonna have to sub to that and check them out. That's something I'm gonna want to look into. It is really good. It's also all uh, hand animated and drawn. All the art and is made. They in-house. actually discuss um, this specific story, the one at the uh, Haymarsh facility. Mm-hmm. I put pretty much zero credibility to any of these stories, but they are enjoyable to listen to. It's oh, yeah, I, yeah don't, I don't believe any of them, but absolutely fascinating like footage equivalent of a horror story, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my fiance basically had to put a cap on that because I would listen to him so often. She's like, I just can't. I can't listen to that anymore. They're ridiculous. They're stupid. Yeah, a lot of these are just fascinating, even though I know they're, like, not true. It's just cool I to love watch. their Wendigo ones. They're also, my criticism of any, uh, like, photos or you know sightings of humanoid you know creatures is there's quite a few humanoid creatures on this world that are fucking weird i i would not be surprised if there's just a homeless man wandering through the forest wearing a bear pelt that looks like a sasquatch because (laughs) people are weird like we are the single biggest source of weirdness in the world this one um i was watching last night and i actually shared with michael the uh sort of short documentary I discovered while I was at work one night on break. It was like a 20-minute documentary about a town in Vermont that had been having issues across many, many years with sightings of, I guess, dogmen, werewolves, whatever you want to call it. Michael still cannot place what he thought the sound came from, but there oh, were yeah. a few sound bites of um, howls coming pretty much right from outside of some woman's window that were incredibly deep and guttural. And compared to a wolf, 
are much, much deeper and sound a lot bigger yeah. than anything that we. It's, it sounded so world. similar, and I swear I've heard not a canine, but some sort like some sort of hooved animal that makes. It I very mean, similar. let's be honest. It was but, probably but just not... some homeless dude jacked out of his mind. No, just no it was far deeper. A human than... windpipe cannot produce that sound. I can actually link the video if you want me to uh, give you a timestamp for it. I mean, maybe they the had. Yeah, do that because I would like maybe... to hear it. Maybe some sort of like horn or something, but it was no, that was like. It's definitely an animal. Hey, Gabe, I'm just no gonna give you a warning. A lot of those videos that you could be looking at might not be terms of service friendly. Oh yeah, I mean YouTube generally is is fine because they police that shit. But yeah, no, I know. But Bigfoot's a whole nother fucking. Well, I've got to swap my YouTube out so I can get back to my history because somebody logged in on my computer and screwed up everything that I've got here. Michael, sorry, I had Minecraft to play. Yeah, Bigfoot. You went over to play Doom and you yeah. played Minecraft. Uh, early in the morning, those uh, spiffing bricks stream. It's just a thing. Oh God, North Carolina man. North Carolina man yeah, claims Bigfoot sighting. That's where I live now. Fuck. Yeah, look at that. A lot man. of people make fun of me, but I don't care. He that looks about. Looks like he looks like I, I would have expected. There. Tim Peeler swears he had an encounter with one of the most legendary beasts in history, Bigfoot. Try to eat his ass. What I would call a Sasquatch. Peeler says there's no film of what him sighting because he was too nervous to go for his camera, but he says Bigfoot walked right by him. He had. Oh, oh, so you have no fucking. You have no. Proof at all? What you have I no would photos? Peeler says thought. there's no film of his recent sighting because he was too nervous to go for his camera. He was too yeah. nervous to go for his camera. But yeah, he says okay. Bigfoot walked right by him. Yeah, Bigfoot, he, Bigfoot ate my ass. Come down here. Just every single year, the chance of any large animal existing in America that we aren't aware of. He says he spotted the creature one night when he was startled by his dog's barking, and he peered out the window, and there it was. He's just carrying around this javelin. That's his walking stick. He went back out that path. That was the video I was talking about with the weird howling and stuff in it. Also, look at that man. That man's house. He's like living in a different, uh, hell, different century than us. He's yeah, like, like that. I mean, Jack, you know, minor forty nine er, you know. What is this that you've just sent me? Something's freaking out. That was something. the video I was talking about with the lady who had recorded the uh, sound bites of the howling coming from outside during the full moon. It's a small documentary. I'm not sure if it's real or not. It's just something that I stumbled on. So, you know, don't uh, take it too seriously. But um, it was cool. It was something I watched uh, working night shift the other night. It definitely sounds like an animal. It's just, it, I yeah, don't know it, what it's animal. far it sounds like way too deep than any other, like... It's Yeah, it's not a canine. But no, it, it almost sounds like some sort of large who. That sounds like a fucking cat almost. No, it, the, it sounds the, the to me, cats sound like screaming women. The, no, the no, no, no. And the sound, sound that cats make deep in their throat before they hiss at you and shit. It sounds oh. like it's, it's being made like that. Yeah, I mean, it's similar like breathing, like out, kind of going down. But it's also but... a howl too. Like it is a definitive howl, and cats don't really howl so much as they. Yell and scream. Okay, so these these are the type of people that um are the most fascinating. The ones that like devote their whole fucking lives well, to like proving these cryptids. Like they spend all I, this money. I don't money. know about 
all of your life, but it's a hobby, isn't it? It is. But a hobby, some of these yeah. people take it. I don't hobby know. It's like hobby. we have TV shows dedicated to this shit. I mean, well, I mean, they're getting money for that. I was about seven. Yeah, some people are, of course, obsessed, and it's probably not healthy at all. But. Is it really that different from, say, going out on a boat and fishing? Does that man have a Sasquatch like air freshener? He has Sasquatch everything, yeah. I can't remember what video it was, but I watched a video the other day on a Sasquatch. They said it smelled like stigma. Mm. They would know. They would know, yeah. I mean, Maybe that wasn't a wolf howling, but that could be like a big-ass dog, because that sounds... A lot like Tanner when he howls. Uh, he's a maybe a dog. Yeah, it sounds it's almost a like a basset hound or something. Like if you, yeah, if you heard Tanner howling, you would, you would know just how similar they are. That's it's deeper than he is, but this is our. It's definitely not a wolf. It, it doesn't. I mean, sound yeah, there's there's a lot of bass to that. Like yeah, enough there's where the speakers on my TV rattle even at moderate volumes. But you that know, might also be the phone quality, so it's nothing. I mean, really dog, wolf, of. whatever the fuck it was. If that shit was howling outside my window and sound like that, I'd be fucking spooked. Yeah, I mean, oh, that yeah. lady's just like, that's weird. You know, grabs her phone like that. That sounds like it is right outside her. Yeah, window. that she's like way too calm for that to be. I, mean, I don't you can know. Definitely I see like... her cats are freaked out. Yeah, I feel like my survival instincts aren't. Good enough, cause I would get a light and go see what the fuck it is. Maybe with a weapon, yeah. See, you're that Literally white person in the fucking horror movie that goes into the basement after hearing some weird shit in the basement, and specifically ask, "Is anybody down there?" Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. I am. Yes, I, probably in a very joking voice, as I'm a rationalist. But I, I you know, go the ghost hunting, the the, the Bigfoot hunting, and the alien. If you're not obsessed about it, I kind of understand it because it seems like it'd be just a good excuse to just get out with some friends, you know, go out and Yeah, I mean, it. it's like, um, it's a hobby. Like, you go out, spend a few days in the woods, look around for stuff. You feel like you're actually accomplishing something, gathering evidence. It feels like, like a, uh, an exercise. And I don't I know. I, I feel... I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going Bigfoot hunting sometime. That would be fun. We should, yeah, well, we should do that. We, we should we should get actually like I'm not even I'm not even joking I mean, right now. We should fucking do that. There are sightings in North Carolina. So yeah, we should we we, we should all just get some tents together here. and just go. I thought of skunk apes in Florida. Yeah, that was that's the swamp. Oh, that's swamp apes. No, no skunk apes. Skunk or, apes, swamp, swamp ape, and then it's like yeti if you go too far north. Also, you got to be careful down in Florida. The uh, swamp panther population has been booming down there lately. Oh yeah, mm. hell with that. Florida is a Scary Australia place. of America. Pretty Florida's much. Florida's becoming a combination of every jungle in the world, and it should yeah. probably be walled off and just ignored. But see, I have I have an uncle that uh, I he, do he too. Was a, he, he you know, coincidence. He <sighs> was a ghost investigator, I guess, or whatever. You know, he'd, he'd do the kind of taps thing, and he's very much believes ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts whatsoever. You know, I just, just listened to the. I just listened to that thing howling again, and you know what else I noticed? Hmm. In the background, that squeaking, that's a rabbit in distress. Probably, yes. Yeah, that no, actually... that, that's what that is. I know that sound. When I'm I was sure younger and lived in Pennsylvania, like my cat killed like 18 fucking rabbits in a single summer and ate all their heads off, and I had to listen to him squealing. I know Jesus. what that's. Yeah, and is. the lady even mentions uh, prior to the sound bites um, playing. She mentions that she heard like chittering and squeaking and stuff in the video. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think I, she made I, uh, 
I straight up would want to go like ghost hunting or some shit with my uncle. I, I would get. I'm, I'm gonna get. Wolf man. I I would get shit. I'm gonna get shit on for this, but I feel like if we're comparing that stuff, I feel like paranormal things are a little bit more credible than like Bigfoot. Not Ow. not for the sake of like you have evidence. I wouldn't call it I mean, evidence because like. Like, You're either in one camp or the other in that, in my Yeah, opinion. well, here's the thing. Ghost Adventures is probably my favorite show. I feel like they do it better than the rest of those, like, taps and all that stuff. It's, is it's a debate segment now? No, 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 I don't want to debate. I like, But I'm just saying, um, like, as a as a base, I'll start out and say, like, that's, that's like, my favorite because, you know, they kind of are a little bit more, like, uh, cinematic or, like, theatrical with it, but not to where it's, like, too, too goofy. The earlier stuff is. But he he calls it evidence. I don't like to say that. That is one point I'll disagree with him on. It's 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 stuff that you can't explain with these tools. Some of their tools that they use, they provide like very little explanation as to how they work. So some of them I don't some buy. Some of them are not even intended See, for that well, purpose. Right. Some of them I don't buy. Where like like uh I think one of them is the ovulus where they say, Oh, you know, the spirit can manipulate certain environmental factors and it makes a, a word come up out of a database. I that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand that. See, but here's uh, there's there's some biases at play and I've I've looked into this before is uh, and it's not even necessarily, it's not like an intentional thing per se, mm -hmm. but if you're a ghost hunter, you absolutely believe in ghosts and you believe that these, these anomalous things you get, you, you're finding are actually ghosts. You're going to use equipment that shows more evidence because you think it's doing better. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It could actually just be inferior and in giving you a bunch of false negatives. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, before I'm judged for this, this is the one series from this uh, creator that I've actually enjoyed watching recently. But um, BuzzFeed actually has a series of a couple of guys going through and investigating like ghost stories and cryptids and stuff. And one of them is highly, highly skeptical. And one of them is absolutely a believer, like Catholic and highly spiritual. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting watching them uh, both bounce back and forth between what they believe and how they approach the subjects. Yeah, that does sound interesting, like having like two completely it's different ideas. And it's entertaining. It really is entertaining watching them go back and forth. See, that's but, why I wanted to go ghost hunting with my uncle, because, you know, I'd be in an abandoned building, and oh, the door over there is like slamming open and closed. I'm just going to go yank that shit open say... You know, call out who's there. Yeah, Hello. yeah I, I, I always I want to go ghost hunting, but I know with how like jumpy I am, like I would just easily get like spooked. Like like we were talking about the other night, like like uh like body gore and like like suspense and stuff. None of that bothers me. It actually like it's really interesting to me. Like that fucking uh, Walmart yodeling kid video I made. Like just stuff that's unsettling is almost funny to me. I think I'm a little deranged for that, but um. Like, just cheap jump scares just get me. So that's why I'd be, like, tough in that. Like, tough to do. Um, But, no, no, no. Anyways, back to the subject of the equipment that they use. Like, those type of things, like the ovulus and stuff, I don't understand. I don't think that it really makes sense the way that they explain it. But that's why if I ever went ghost hunting, I would want to use, like, just bare-bones equipment. Because some of that stuff that they do use, you can't explain the results that they get. Like, um, like just... um you know, full light spectrum photos or um, just like EVPs, like electronic 
um, like recordings, these like whispering voices that like are very clearly coming out. But then if you listen to them on like their normal camera mic and stuff, like it's not there. None of these people are saying that stuff. Like the only explanation is we're, we're adding it in post. And I don't even think that they would stoop that low. I don't, I don't buy that. At least not off of Zach. Um, well, so there's, there's another layer to that. Those, those, uh, voice recordings, um, Again, this is an issue with pattern recognition and with our, our brain. You know, the uh, I was just about pareidolia, to say, yeah. pareidolia, yeah, pareidolia, where you see faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that also how the applies voice thing, to voices, well, yes, and how the voice thing specifically works is there's a certain range of frequencies that human voices fall into, and those kind of devices typically look for and try to isolate that range. So, you take a bunch of random static background noise and you cut out everything that couldn't fall into the range of a human voice and you'll he- suddenly hear things that resemble that your brain will assemble into and maybe sometimes it will sound very clear but it's you know that's that's kind of random chance it, you're there you're selecting yeah. for things that should sound similar to voices well that's well, why like that's why i say the, um, like go ahead what's it called the uh, i'm not sure what the name of it is but there's one i know ghost hunters uses it and a few other uh, shows use it, the um, device that they use to scan radio frequencies. It's the spirit like, box. Yeah. Um, as somebody who does a lot with uh, audio and records music and stuff, I get a lot of issues with interference. And messing with stuff like radio frequencies is so broad of a spectrum. But, I mean, if you put enough gain in an amplifier or something like that, you get radio frequency pickup and even though it scans through frequencies you still probably pick up a lot because i mean if you scan through frequencies that quickly you're going to pick up things that are probably unintentional because you scan through frequencies that quickly so you're going to have some bleed over so i I normally don't a hundred percent buy into the spirit box thing either because understanding how radio frequencies work like somewhat I know they could pick stuff up that's not what they think it is or, like, what's intended. There is one episode that kind of gives it a little bit more credit. There's an episode where um, I'm talking about Ghost Adventures here. They go to this um, is this underground uh, military bunker that's since, you know, decommissioned. It's not in use anymore, and it's, it's kind of been turned into a museum, and supposedly it's haunted, right? And um, it's, like, just absolute solid concrete you know enclosed like a like a bunker from the 40s you know you would expect to look uh from like world war one and two era era and um so they they actually did a segment on the show when they first went there to people that were doubting the spirit box because you know general population knows it works off of uh radio frequencies they explain it on on some episodes when they're saying like hey this is the thing that we're using this is how it works um you know people have that same philosophy is like oh well yeah it could just be like unintended stuff so well, they i mean you compare it uh sorry if i was interrupting you you have anything else you wanted to say on that? yeah yeah yeah. so what i was getting at is um they brought just a normal am fm radio with an antenna on it um with them with the spirit box into this bunker and they threw on the radio that's you know meant to pick up you know actual stations and they went through both the AM and the FM channels slowly, 
like arduously like scanning through all of them and it's just straight static just their their point was like hey you know some of those other places it could be unintended but like here we're in this concrete bunker like that stuff doesn't penetrate and to show you that we're gonna have this radio and they scan through like all the frequencies and there's just nothing just straight static through every single frequency so that was like the one episode where i was like okay maybe there's like some credibility to this thing not still not saying that is evidence is the term that i would use it's just not explainable no but to a certain degree um especially radio frequencies which are so broad of a spectrum it's very easy to not manipulate i'm trying to think of the word to use for that um it's very easy to catch them Mm-hmm. Because there's such easy frequencies to um, receive, I guess is the word for it. Right. Um, magnetic, I know it's a pretty common trope to use, but magnetic fields actually really impact that. Well, I mean, if you... Um, electromagnetism. Yeah, electromagnetism, uh, magnetism, especially um, like with my amplifiers and stuff. Uh, you know, if I sit my phone on top of my amplifiers at band practice and I get a uh, text message or something like that, mm-hmm. the uh, magnetic field that the phone produces to uh, make the vibrations and the sounds and everything that it does will cause interference in the amplifier and mm. will cause radio frequencies to um, catch in the signal. You yeah. know, it's something that's completely unrelated and it's in but the they just city. fling all over the place so yeah. like shit catches them that doesn't intend yeah, to so, so i'm saying like i i'm more buying to the show just for the show's sake but it, some of that stuff is like kind of unexplained like i would i'm kind of like in the middle between like a believer and a, and a skeptic like i want to believe in that stuff let me put it that way i i i, 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 I want to believe in that in the way that people files yeah well i want to believe like not even for the meme but like i i want to believe in that stuff the way i want to believe in in aliens aliens you're not you can't change my mind there is no fucking way if you actually look into the math this is a whole nother tangent uh so you know i I, I am restraining myself so much here by the way yeah yeah, yeah. this is a whole nother tangent go like ghosts is one thing i want to believe in that but i understand how a lot of that stuff can be explained away but if you look into the math um and you know like where do you work out the library like i've watched so much vsauce about this stuff um if you look into the math of just the sheer size uh like the actual amount of particles in the universe and and how fast it's expanding and everything and and all of the other exoplanets that are within range of a star and they have all of the perfect conditions to sustain life i fucking i fucking absolutely refuse to believe that we are alone in the in the universe nobody I, can convince me otherwise I, um, Not the universe okay i need to speak Michael. i am i'm holding it in go ahead this is open floor speak. yeah go ahead and um on that same tangent though uh after you finish this i want to return to that I've yeah, yeah. Go. Okay. so i have done other math and the thing is so first off i made the, the universe might be infinite we have the observable universe and that's but it's not really worth considering much the, anything else beyond our local cluster of galaxies, or, you know, Milky Way, right. and maybe Andromeda, and, and a few dwarf galaxies. Because it's at all least to so our far away physics at the moment. It's so far away, the chance of anything being able to interact, even there's you know, going to be a point in time where light isn't even going to be able to reach anymore. Yeah, you'd have to just end up breaking the laws of so, physics at some point. So then you just look We're at ending. our galaxy, which seems huge. It seems like there's a ton. There's there's like billions and billions of, is, of yeah. uh, exoplanets. But you start looking at the conditions for 
each exoplanet needing to be around a uh, stable star of a certain. The exoplanet needs to be of a certain size, and even of a then, certain chemical composition, certain you know, distance away, have, like all these different. There are three different, different planets that we would classify as potentially habitable in this solar system. One of them is just a cold, dead rock of Mars, and the other is the closest thing to hell you can find, which is Venus. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's that awful. alone suggests that the number of planets that could harbor life is pretty low. And then you start looking at how improbable life seemed to be in its uh, evolution and how many choke points there are in our evolution. Things that, without them adapting, intelligent life would never have been possible. Like eukaryotic cells. They only, there are so many of these stages that only happened once. They didn't pop up somewhere else. It was a apparently rare chance that it happened, and it happened, and it didn't, you know, randomly occur right. again. And if you stack those probabilities on top of each other, you end up with the, this, the chance of reaching that stage in development being so low that there aren't enough planets in our galaxy to really make that very likely. I don't think there's probably any intelligent life in our galaxy. Maybe, don't know if there's Maybe very the complex. Well, that's the point now, why I say universe. Might be bacteria. Like the, uh, the, oddly enough, uh, life popped up on Earth far faster than most of the very crucial uh, adaptations for intelligence. So life might be everywhere, but it might just be bacteria. Now, yeah, and... what I was going to bring up too, um, I don't know if you're finished yet, Michael. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but I mean, I'm sure yeah. Good. But um, and I know uh, this sounds sort of uh i guess egotistical but michael can corroborate this too uh who was it that verified the theory that i had on the young earth evolution um mm. idea was it stephen hawking who was stephen, it uh, i don't remember stephen hawking who was uh, it the I, one that corroborated the idea that i had that the universe is still far too young even if um intelligent life is possible Intelligent life on Earth was an incredibly rare chance at the point in time in the universe's age that we're in for intelligence to pop up. Yeah, there's you have a number to consider... of, of scientists along this, those same thinkings. Like, I've seen it pop up a few times. Yeah, because I had brought that up um, years and years ago when we were still in high school. If you consider the age of the universe, um, it's generally thought to be, what, about 14 billion years old? I think it's more 12 to 13. 12 to 13. Yeah, and you consider how long it takes in terms of years to form a planet, at least in terms of Earth years. It took about 4 billion years for the Earth to even form, much less start oh, no, producing the, an environment. It's only 4.5 billion years old. But life yeah, to certainly the point took where a we're while at now, is, I mean. Yeah. I mean, most of the major stages of, of evolution of life like lagged behind like the life popped up on earth and it was incredibly simple for like two and a half billion years or something three billion yeah i mean the oldest recorded um evidences of life we have are from the what was it, the layers of rock in canada where they said it was i don't know the planet was practically years years old. old we didn't think they yeah, would even be around at the time but you but... consider the fact that you know after um you know quasars and giant clusters of gas form together, the amount of time it takes for elements to coalesce into certain... Yeah, I mean, a good part uh, of the universe was not habitable to life yeah. like, in its early period. 
And then but, it took, you know, close to a third of the life of the universe to produce us. And maybe we could have evolved earlier. Maybe intelligence could have evolved earlier. Yeah, but I most mean, of our evolutionary span from, you know, bacteria. That's a pretty good um, you know, simplistic way to look at it, too. It took a third of the entire age of at least what's considered to be the known age of the universe as a whole for us to even get to the point where we can shoot metal at each other with explosives. Yeah. And drive cars with fucking angry oil, oil monkeys. Yeah. Angry oil monkeys with explosives. I mean, and that's not even considering the fact that the average planet usually takes somewhere around a few billion years to even form. I mean, if you actually consider the math behind it, at least two thirds of the age of the universe would be like the starting foundations. For where life could even start to begin we just happen to be very lucky and mathematically that kind of lines up it would be incredibly incredibly unlikely for even the majority of possibly habitable planets to even have advanced multicellular organisms aside yeah. you know from the things that we found on earth it's just improbable in terms of statistical likelihood yeah, I feel like the more you dive into it, the more the math seems to start equaling out in ways. I mean, maybe in the future, like, well, I have nothing against the idea of, um, you know, intelligent life existing on other planets. I just don't think it's late enough in the game yet in terms of the universal scale and time frame that well, planetary I mean, time exists on, galactic things time. Things do get a bit different when you talk about the universe. Like this game kept bringing it back to um, the the with how big the universe is. Yeah, I'm more meant and, on uh, a statistical big, standpoint of the universe because, like, yeah, it took a long time from to conceptualize things in that kind of a scale. Yeah, I mean, different. as far as we know, the universe is infinite. I'm not talking about observable, yeah. but as far as we know, it's expanding infinitely. Well, so I guess that kind of really blows the math out of the water. It doesn't really exist at that point because then, yeah, of course there would be. Well, if if the universe is infinite, then particles randomly hitting against each other would create a perfect clone of you somewhere in the middle of space somewhere i mean in, in, I probability that. means literally anything yeah i mean um, i don't but, see why that couldn't be so you know i don't typically think of that universe when talking about things because it gets a bit silly and that is talking about an unfathomable distance well i mean even talking about the observable well, universe uh, even talking about the observable it, is still pretty goddamn unfathomable it's, to it's, talk it's about huge. yeah like Even that's of, kind of like unrealistic to talk about, like mathematically. Well, I mean, it, it's it's impressive to think of the number of stars in our galaxy, but then you think that our galaxy's tiny compared to some of the galaxies. And there. then how many galaxies but, there are in the observable universe? Yeah. Like, so that yeah. definitely there could be, uh, you know, from my rough guess of of it, I I'm more optimistic that there could be sentient life out there, but. It's so far away that like, it probably doesn't matter to us. Oh, yeah, no, of course it doesn't. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it matters or, like, even in a yeah, million we're lifetimes gonna we're going to get... up on our doorstep. And the yeah. depressing thing is there's not a lot of reason to think that uh, anything can ever go faster than light. Like, oh, yeah, that's says, the speed... Oh, that's our current physics. There's, But no, it's kind that... of our basic understanding of reality, of just how things Yeah, can you imagine the things? repercussions it would have if that was broken? Like that would just like, change everything. One, so it's kind of like one plus one equals two. It's, right. it's uh, everything is it's it's a basic causality issue. Right. 
Yeah, it's just kind of like crazy to think like like this is just a, a random Google image I pulled up of a Hubble telescope shot. Every single one of those dots is not a star. That's a galaxy with millions wow. and billions of stars. Like, and the largest known like galaxy compared fucking to fucking insane own to me is is like, honestly almost terrifying. Like yeah, um, yeah. The closest the the what what is the closest galaxy so to the Earth? Known galaxy Andromeda. Well, closest, Andromeda is the closest. To is Earth. it? Well, it's the yeah. closest proper. We have dwarf galaxies that are basically just small little like clusters around us. The gases they kind of follow after uh, Milky Way, but Andromeda is the like largest. Or you know proper yeah, but even uh, even even that like the closest the uh, Canis Major Dwarf Galaxy, the closest galaxy to us is this dwarf galaxy. The closest one is still twenty five thousand light years from our sun, so that's pretty yeah, goddamn yeah. depressing to think about. That well, like, I mean, we'll once never... you start looking at not really that, but you consider the fact that um, the universe is expanding at a rate that we're not going to be able to keep up with, even if we right. wanted to, right. we're never going to be able to the catch The only that. way you'd be able to do it is to break the laws of physics oh. and find a way to make, um, well, wormholes or, um, what the Again, hell? There was something issue. else that, um, that, uh, I learned about on Vsauce. Um, it was some kind of like, uh, like ship. It. it was some kind of ship drive that, oh, like um, the Yes, that bends the, the space and time it, behind it's you. Fickle, and it also is relying on physics that don't exist. Right, exactly. It, it, it requires an exotic, it, yeah, exotic fuel would have to be used. Exotic power. matter that that may not exist because it's also kind of being de an assumption on how gravity works that might not because we don't really know how gravity works in relation to quantum mechanics. Yeah, the so Alcubierre drive is a spec. It's a speculative idea based on a sub. Uh, it's by which a spacecraft could achieve apparent faster-than-light travel if a configurable energy density field lower than that of a vacuum, uh, a.k.a. a negative mass, could be created. So essentially, yeah. we're working with antimatter here. No, 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 no. Antimatter is is mass. That's just matter. It, there's no real difference between matter and antimatter. It, they have opposite spins, opposite charges. Uh, but no, no, antimass is Oh, so exotic weird. matter is not just a thing. That's like an actual term here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here. Oh, this is a whole nother. This is a whole nother link no. here. Anti um, anti mass is something that uh, it say the inertia would be opposite. If you pushed right. on it, it would go towards you, not away from you. It it would several it, proposed it, it types of exotic matter. It pushes gravity away from it. It, it has anti gravity. It it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, so it, there's like no way that they're really like can even explain that. Like hypothetical ah, particles yeah. and states of matter that have exotic physical properties that would violate known laws of physics, such as a particle having negative mass. So there's I really not another way to explain it other than that. My eyes. Oh, it hurts. Cool. Incredible. But yeah. No. So, and the, I mean the issue is ultimately, as far as we understand, plants hurt. There is no faster than light. Like there's, it's not a meaningful term. That right. is the speed of time and which the going closest than time is going back in or, or going fast and it's going backwards in time right it's, and it's... and i mean fucking the speed limit of the universe we've not even gotten close to reaching so no. there's like it's, no like it's fast, a million it's lifetimes slow it's just way too slow on galactic scales so well, yeah i mean exactly i mean the closest so i think what is it the closest star um the closest star to us the closest to us is proxima centauri oh. and that is uh four light years and the alpha vitari centauri system the third star is proxima yeah so 4.3 light years so even if you manage to reach the absolute speed of the universe not possible uh, by anything with mass, 
uh, it would take you 4.3 years to even get there. And the real trick is then stopping once you're there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I think um, I, I looked at the math, uh, or um, I learned about the math from that, like adding enough fuel to slow down on the way there, like doubles the amount that you would need or something like that. Like it's, yeah. it's insane. I mean, what we're talking about, Michael, the, um, the Alcubierre drive, like if dust got caught in the uh, gravitational oh. field around it, it would just break it planets. Well, what it happens is it has a um, negative space bubble like around the outside of it, and particles just in the vacuum space would get caught in that bubble and be dragged into relativistic speeds, and when you stop, you release basically a radiation burst of relativistic particles. Yeah, you've created a Death Star. Congratulations. Everything is yeah. a solar system level field of... I don't know if it's going to be destroyed. I don't know if it'd be that strong, but it, it definitely is would be dangerous, and you know. And this this, this type of stuff there. that just like melts my brain to even try to think about, but it's still really fascinating to me. Oh, and yeah. like, I don't know, it, it's kind of like depressing to think about with you know obviously how short human lives are. But then something that always kind of gives me hope. Have you guys ever heard about uh like how we're progressing with um like like uploading the your human intelligence to uh, I mean mate it's it's honestly going to happen within our lifetime or within children. our lifetime yeah to like upload your intelligence essentially to a thumb drive and put it in a new body well so see, like we're we're going to become as immortal as you know bodies we can manufacture God, please please let me do I that's I want nothing because that escape this flesh prison yeah that's the only thing that gives me because I'm pretty fucking nihilistic, all things concerned. Um, I like I don't. I, that's like a whole nother conversation. But like I'm pretty nihilistic, all things concerned, and that is the one thing that gives me hope for the future that I will be able to, you know, travel between stars and star systems and things like that, and we'll actually be able to figure out like the secrets to the universe's expansion and things like that. Is the fact that once we perfect that technology we as a human race are essentially immortal for well, no, the elite of the human race are you think they're gonna fucking well, offer that shit to the you you get you get my point though i mean i mean it might well, longer, more accessible as i was gonna goes, say i mean you know. any technology you look at the longer that it's that it's perfected and, and manufactured it gets cheaper and cheaper so i mean that the issue goes is with there's anything. a more pressing problem and that is are you I don't know if we talked of like off stream or anything, Gabe. But uh, do you know about the technological singularity? Uh, yeah, we did speak about that. I think all yeah. of us at some yeah, point I think talked about it before. I I think we not probably not talked on about stream, it but like, like off doing something. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The very fact that, quite honestly, within our lifetime, um, we might be a little bit older. Probably twenty forty five, twenty fifty. Uh computers will simply surpass us in intelligence and be able to make computers more intelligent than themselves. And it becomes an exponential spiral where suddenly within a generation, within like a decade after that, technology and advancement could go so exponentially far that we just cannot even comprehend it anymore. And that's kind of a problem because... Honestly, it's either going to create the closest thing to a utopia we could imagine, or we will use it to destroy ourselves. Also, um, before we uh, dive into any other topics, 
I would like to point out that we are almost an hour and a half into the stream. Yeah, I've noticed that. I don't know if I want to like cut that here and save it for next week. It's up to you guys. I don't know what how what was your runtime you wanted to be. I mean, I, I was think shooting. We to finish the topic at this point. Yeah, before. yeah. I mean, we're already into it, and then so I have a bunch of bullet points. Then still, we haven't even touched on for next week because I don't want to go much longer than ninety minutes. At that point, it becomes like kind of hard to consume a podcast. So yeah, yeah that's I think fine. Ninety minutes, two hours usually. Um, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, like that. The technological singularity is scary, but also, like I said, is like the one thing that gives me hope because I feel like at the point that we're uploading the human consciousness and putting it in a new suit is probably around the same time that that type of stuff happens. I mean, progress comes with growing pains. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if we don't have the tech before it happens, uh, we very easily could develop it after. Right. You alive over there, Dale? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Just zoning out a little. Because I think I think I I don't know. I I still try to stay hopeful about that stuff and that we're not gonna uh, have like the Skynet like, like annihilation. No, nah, Skynet, Skynet annihilation of dumb, you know everybody. Skynet's a dumb system. I'm not concerned about robots taking over, even if they become superior than us. I'm concerned about people using something incredibly powerful to fuck each other over as we right. are. But like I said, um, are we going to get into another topic here of the technological singularity, or uh, do we want to go ahead and cut the stream there because yeah, we're uh, delving into a different topic here? I mean, I could talk a lot about the singularity. I think that would be I'm a sure good... You could I, I think that would actually... No, I would like to hear about that uh, too, so I think we can save that for next week. Thank you so much, anybody that did come by and stick around for some of it or all of it if you made it all the way to the end here. I appreciate you a lot. And if you have any suggestions, like I said, for either topics videos or if you have any suggestions on how to improve the podcast even i'm open to constructive criticism so let me know this is my first time really doing this and i think it was pretty fun i don't know about you guys i like this a lot yeah i enjoy this i just enjoy sitting down and chatting just sitting and talking yeah like not focusing on a game or whatever just talking and i like how the conversation just kind of flowed from one thing to another so that'll be cool next week saturday 8 p.m um and i guess there's nothing else really left to say thanks so much for coming by i appreciate you guys uh, my name is Gabriel, otherwise known as Kieran, and my co-hosts here joining me, Dale, Ryan, and Mike. Appreciate you guys. I will see you all next week. Have next a good night. Next topic's going to be uh, on the trees in Norway. Right, fuck sure. it. Hell yeah. Have a good night, everybody.